Welcome everyone to episode 19 of Soren Pair. Why not dot 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 together? Together. Oh, we didn't say it together. One <laughs> okay. more time. Why not dot 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 together? together. <laughs> we did not rehearse that before we did this. Obviously. You, yes. <laughs> which is really the point of our podcast. There's no rehearsal, unedited, just like we're talking in our living room. Yep. Except we're not in our living room, we're in a room in our house. Um, but we want to remind you that Soren Pair is soaring together to explore new adventures while inspiring others to create their own. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you and I have like talked about before, what the heck are we going to talk about for episode after episode? And we here we are in our 19th episode. Yeah. Um, but really, it's just everyday stuff that we're yeah. dealing with so that we can soar together. Exactly. And, you know, help others see from our point of view how we struggle like everyone else. Yeah, and if anybody can benefit from what we've been through, all the better. Um, yeah. And if you want to laugh at us and poke fun, that's also absolutely... We make it easy, yeah. <laughs> a lot of material here. Um, what I did forget to talk about was the theme of today is called Tough Love versus Fluff Love and Mixed Family. So we'll get into that in a little bit. So... Yeah. Um, but first of all, let's let's talk about our week, and um, you know, so Sandy, what's what's up this week? What's oh, it's been a good week. Yeah, um, busy, busy week. I always say that, but it's true. Um, I, you know, as we talked about last week, I got my business page up and running on Facebook, and it's still under construction but I've gotten more stuff going on that I've updated the calendar and so people now can go on my page and see what openings I have and uh, fill themselves in for an, for a session with excuse me yes. I was gonna say <laughs> remind folks who don't know what is that page called yes I was I was getting there oh thank you sorry <laughs> It's Sandy Sorensen, um, Intuitive Counseling and Master Healer. So um, that's where you'll find me. And, you know, as as it says, you know, I'm doing intuitive readings and um, energy healing as, as you like. You can go through the menu and pick what you want. I am doing complimentary visits right now for the intuitive readings. And... Um, you'll see on there for a limited time I'm doing those all I ask is that uh, people will you know give me a review on my page so that I can start building that up as I go so those complimentary they're complimentary <clears throat> 30 minute readings yes thank right? you yeah yeah they're complimentary 30 minute readings and um, yeah it's just to get me out there and kind of meet people so I'm having fun with it I've had some really good sessions this week yeah, yeah. This Met is, some great people. Yeah, your first week to really launch what you're doing here. Yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. it's great. And, you know, although she's just starting this, I will say that, um, you know, you will get the actual lottery numbers for the, the lotto <laughs> coming up, right? No pressure but, at yeah, all. <laughs> yeah, you could win the Mega Millions or the, what is it called, Powerball? Don't right? say that, oh, Jim. Oh, that's not no, the purpose? No, no, no. <laughs> I thought it was... I thought we were making, you know, millionaire after millionaire here and we get a 10% cut, no? Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's a great <laughs> idea, but no. 
No, no, I'm joking. And, and really, that's it isn't the old crystal ball, let me show you what's going to happen to you in the future kind of thing. No, and, no. And I'm, and I'm kind of saying that tongue-in-cheek just to say, you know, what you do in those intuitive counseling sessions really has to do more with helping people see where they're at Mm -hmm. and what the next steps are to get better. Yeah, and you know, some people come in with um, specific questions that they have that they, you know, are asking for some guidance on. And uh, other people don't. They're just like, I'm open. Let's see what comes. But regardless of what their intention is, what comes through is what comes through. I can't guarantee that they're going to get what they're asking for because I can't control what is given to them and everybody gets what they need in the moment if they're open if they're open to it exactly um yeah yeah so i I think that's the point i wanted to make it isn't necessarily a crystal ball um let me show you you know what's going to happen here there everywhere but i and, and you do as an rn you do bring in some of your medical yes i do yeah there's some medical intuition there going on and um yeah yeah and and besides those intuitive counseling readings for a half hour an hour um you have the healing too i just wanted to bring up so you right. still do the have the polarity and yeah. craniosacro yes um, sessions i have i offer those separately but then there's also a package that we can do both and those are a longer session of course those are an hour and a half and um, they include, you know, both the intuitive and the healing work. So, a lot of fun stuff going on. It's just great. I, I love connecting with people this way. It just brings everything that I do together in one package, and it's really awesome. Yeah, she's... Um, I'm loving it. It's not work to her. It's, it's, it's no. really... It, it's really not. Yeah it, yeah, it really plays on your strengths, and I'm really excited for you. So again, you can go on our Facebook page, Soren Pair, and go into the Intuitive Counseling Master Healer Sandy Sorensen page. Yes. Set uh, set an appointment. Of course, you'll have to accept it, but um, the next two weeks are open. Yes. Some yeah. of the appointments are yeah, open. Yeah, you'll see on there, and. Um, you know, I'm booking two weeks out, and um, eventually, one of the changes that will be coming is I'll be setting up my website and tying it in, but that's definitely under construction, and from there forward, people just go to my website. Right. But for right now, Facebook, it works. Some Something else that we've done together that we've talked about a few weeks ago, because we're really slow on the social media platforms. <laughs> We're getting there. We really I, I are. I know our older kids joke with us like, you guys, Facebook, really? They just roll their eyes, like, yes. So we've started Twitter. Dun, 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 dun. I did a tweet for us. Yes. <laughs> and the other one that we've started for Is Soren Pair? Instagram. Instagram. And we're still very Insta challenged. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instagram. So be patient with us, but we are on those platforms. You can find a Soren pair. So bad. It's so bad. <laughs> the oh one common gosh. thing we have is Soren pair. So if you <laughs> Soren pair in Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. So, you know, and of course on YouTube and the podcast. So it, it's just, it, it's another step that we're, we're taking to um, 
get out there more on the social media platform. Yeah. And share our happiness and our fun in yes. what we're doing. Yes. As well as the great stuff that Sandy's doing. And also my music, just um, as a reminder, I, uh, for those of you that haven't heard, I, I premiered a new song a week ago called Rise and Shine. So a lot of you have listened to it and made comments. Thank you. Um, so it's, that's exciting for me to premiere a brand new, newly written song. Yeah. And so that is still out there for you to listen to on YouTube. I'll probably put that on Twitter. We'll put that on Instagram. The more I hear that song, I mean, I loved it the first time, but the more I hear it, the more I love it. It's one of those that sticks in your head and it just makes you happy. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I, and that's that's a good thing because I think we need a lot of stuff to make us we do happier these days, you know. Um, but something kind of crazy that happened to me yesterday on my <laughs> yes. way home. Um, oh my goodness, you, you never know. You know, you, you, you get in the car, you drive to the normal places every week and you never think anything of it, right? And then along comes something out of the sky. Like a lightning bolt on a clear day. <laughs> so here I am driving back, I grab dinner for us and I'm about, I'm, I'm getting on the freeway, I'm not too, 10 minutes from home. And I'm merging onto the freeway and as I'm driving, I don't see anything around me, there's not a whole lot of cars. All of a sudden I hear like out of my right ear, Bam! Just as loud as can be, like somebody just hit. Jim's like, "Oh God, I got shot!" <laughs> I mean, I it just it startled me, and I looked at the Man. car. I looked around. I thought, "Did I hit something on the road? Did somebody hit me?" Nothing that I could see, and I'm like, "What is it?" And um, so, because I heard it above, I I I have a sunroof, and so I I retracted the inner lining of the top of the car a little bit. And I saw a huge hole on the top, and I, of course, closed it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Don't hit a bump. Yeah. So um, it was the size almost of a basketball that came flying out of nowhere, and it skipped off the car. Um, scared me, but that little thin <laughs> layer uh, on the, the ceiling protected of, you, you know, protected me because that probably could have landed right on my head if I had the sunroof open yeah. or or yeah. just the glass which open. is really weird because you said there was like really nothing around you no i it just came out of nowhere and so um that's you, ne <laughs> you never know you well know. that's why i was joking about getting hit by lightning on a clear day because it's just like that random yeah it it, it really kind of rattled my cage you know after a long week just coming home yeah so needless to say um, you never know. <laughs> so my cage got definitely rattled, and uh, fortunately, you know, it's still in one piece. So yeah. So um, getting that replaced this week. Yes, it's nice. They they come to your house and replace it, which will be good. But I can't drive it until they do. Yeah. So I'm borrowing your car. Hey. So thanks. So I'm stuck. Oh wait a minute! I don't go anywhere anyway. We were talking about that. So. <laughs> You know, she works at home, um, she lives at home, she hangs out at home. <laughs> I rarely get out of here. I need to get out of here. Yeah. So in the spirit of getting out of here, um, we are taking part of the weekend. And um, truth be told, we're, we're taping this late Saturday. So we can get out of the house yep. Sunday and we'll probably head up to Sedona, Oak Creek Canyon. Yep. And we're just, just... going to keep it wide open and see where we land. I love that. Yeah. 
So I think we're gonna just clear our heads, um, hike around a little bit, enjoy the somewhat cooler weather, although I think it's still in the 90s there, and enjoy our day. Um, yeah, it's still 20 degrees cooler than it is here, that, so I'll take true. it. <laughs> that is true. So um, I think sometimes, and in, in for the first seven months of this year, we've only gotten out once. So, yeah. you know, I think a lot of us are getting cabin fever and, and you in particular. So, yes. so yes. we're going to try to heal that fever. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm really excited and who knows, we might, um, do some videos while we're out. There's something up there. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, Squirrel. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure it was working. Never mind. No, I appreciate that. This is just a unedited portion of the program. Yes. <laughs> so all of you would just ignore the last 10 seconds. Like I said, we don't edit this. But let's get into our topic, which was tough love versus fluff, fluff love, love in mixed families. And we're probably really focusing on us being parents and our children, although you could apply this to any relationship. Completely. Yeah, you could. But um, I think what we want to talk about first is, you know, our situation, mm -hmm. which was, you know, we both had divorces. Yeah. A similar time. We brought teenage children together. Yeah. And <laughs> just add gasoline, right? <laughs> yes. Just to add water and it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, dealing with mixed families and, and how we struggled as parents to to deal with that tough love fluff love right yep yep so yeah yeah challenging for for anyone going through that type of situation um teenage years are, are tough enough i think right but you add that in and and it gets tricky so which one was which <laughs> Do so, share. So what she's asking is who was the tough love and who was the fluff love in our uh -huh. in our parental team? Um, not always, but I was I was a lot of fluff, mm -hmm. and you were a lot of tough. And I think it had to be that way. And I think you know the good cop, bad cop. I think in any relationship, we fall into those roles. I think that's common too in a lot of relationships that I've seen. Um, the mom ends up being the tough love. Um, it just tends to be a very common role. Not always, but um, common. Right, but I, true. And I think one of the things we struggled with is setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, a, in a way with, with children so that we wouldn't enable bad behavior, but at the same time, you know, having a relationship with them. Right, right. And especially after a divorce, um, with the changes, you know, that are going on in the, the family unit, and to have that family unit change again, um, it's a lot. It, it, it really was, and and I can definitely say that I was not probably parenting very well before um, in the first relationship that I was in I was I tended to be more of the happy and the fun dad and put, would you categorize that as a friend yeah so it tended okay. to be especially as they grew up older more of the friend to to my children instead of the dad mm -hmm. um, 
they love it, but it may not be what they need. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So, and and how about you? So that before we got together, you know, how how did you parent? Uh, similar. Um, you know, I was tough love in that relationship too. Um, I was the tougher love because I was the one that had to lay down the rules most most of the time. Um, so it, it was tough because I also had the friendship going at times that was just not right. You can't be in it, you know, isn't it interesting how looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. You look back and you're like, oh, I kind of messed up there, <laughs> you know. When, whenever we try to make friends out of our kids, we want to connect with them, but making friends out of them is just not good, right? It's confusing, I think, to the kids. Well, and it's actually because it's almost like the situation at work where you're co-workers and then one of you becomes the boss. Oh, that's tough. It's very awkward. And that's exactly what happened to me in my mm-hmm. career as I was co-workers for quite a few years became the supervisor and then it's like wait you're favoring this person over that you're not being hard enough at you know and so at work there's the very much a family dynamic going on of course um, and yeah. and I think that's what happens if you become too much of a friend and then all of a sudden you have to be the boss and, it's tough. and your kids are like wait a second I thought we were friends right you know right and truth yeah. be told um, I think I erred on the side of fluff love and wanting to be friendship um, however I talked about this in a previous episode with my son there was a time at the beginning of my fatherhood where I was overly trying to force him into something he didn't want to be so it was interesting that part of me was like over correcting and analyzing yeah, so it would right. be extreme that way or extreme the other way yeah. instead of that happy medium. Well, and I think we can be, I wish I'd thought of these things back then, but... Um, <laughs> Sounds familiar. Right? Um, I think we can be friendly without being friends. I think once the kids get to an adult age, then the friendship can kick in and you can have that common ground with them. But as long as they're still in your house as a child, it's more difficult and those boundaries need to be kept up so that they know the definitive line of parent. Right, and I think I heard once that one of the most helpful things you can do to a child or anybody that you're with is by telling them no, setting a boundary, but doing it in a kind way. Just like I always told the kids, setting boundaries, the girls specifically, I always told them, you can say no without being a bitch. Right? How does that work for a guy, though? Well, same bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was another B word there. Yeah. So don't be a bastard. Right. Well, you can you can say no without being a jerk is what I'm saying. You know, just you can do it in a kind way, but setting your boundaries, you know, it's, you teach people how to treat you. Right? And so us as parents... We taught them how to treat us. Very much so. Yeah, we, we really did. And I mean, um, 
you know, it's trial and error per person, too, because you've got different personalities that go into the mix, and you can't treat all your kids the same. Everybody tries to, but let's be honest, you can't. Yes. I mean, I think we all have had the experience where the first kid we make all our mistakes on, right? So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it, we don't stop making mistakes on the next kid. We just and adjust with each one. On the yeah. next kid and on the next kid. In and fact, then by the last one, you're tired. It's <laughs> probably what happened. I was the youngest of six. So let's talk a little bit about how we were raised and I think how that affected. Right? How we raised? Or, yeah. Or how we were raised by our parents. Right. right. But it also, how we were raised affected how we raised in turn our There's own. a lot of raising going on here right now, right? Mm-hmm. Kellogg's Raisin Brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raise the roof. Um, So for me, um, you know, it seems like all I do is complain about my mother. But But I think everybody probably complains about their parents, including, by the way, our kids. Oh. So, you know. What do you think we're talking about this today? Inevitably, (laughs) what we complained about, they're complaining. I mean, we pass this on from generation to generation. Yeah. It's true. And I always joke about that, that we all put our psychosis into our children. I kind of tongue-in-cheek that, but it it is true. Um, The way I was raised, my mother was very, um, you know, she was, as you might remember, she was a narcissist. Big one. And yet she tried to make me a friend and... It was, it was a friend of convenience, though, because it was very manipulative. Um, yeah. It was, it was more manipulative. Friend of convenience to her. When she needed something, she would pull on me. And I missed out on a lot of kids' stuff because mom needed me. Right. So It was an emotional manipulation. It's not to get too deep into it, but a story you told me is about... Your mom wanted you to play cards all night and missing school the next day, for yeah, example? Yeah, I had studied, studied, studied for this big test. It was a final. I couldn't retake it, and she even tested me. And then she's like, oh, let's play cards. You've studied enough. So we played cards, and then I was like, i got to get to bed. She's like, no, no, no. Kept me up to like 4 a.m. the next day. She's like, you can just stay home. I'm like, no, I can't. She's like, yeah. So I, I missed that, and I failed the class, but then it was my fault. Right. For failing. That kind of setup, you know, just not good. We're going into a different story here. <laughs> well, no, but I think the point is, is that the mistakes that were made, and one thing that you told me, and, and, and I think that's okay, but I mean, I think that example, without going too deep, because mm. there's many more stories. Oh, yeah. And I think those that were raised by dysfunctional parents and or parent could relate to a lot of things from all, from the abusive to the just innocent mistakes and everything in between. Um, but I think the point that we're making here is that um, the mistakes that we saw, we didn't want to repeat because you had told your mom, thank oh, you yeah. for, what was it? I told her, I said, thank you for teaching me exactly what I don't want to be. And it's true. I mean, I felt bad for saying it that way, but it was true and it still holds true. However, doesn't mean that we didn't then bring those mistakes forward. Of course we did. We And, and new ones, right? Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not claiming perfection by any stretch, but... Parenting is a messy game that I don't think anybody can say, wow. You it's know, not for the weak, that's that, for sure. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, so the way I grew up, which was quite the contrast, which I think kind of makes sense why you were more on the tough side and I was on the fluff side, is yeah. I was the youngest of six. You had said earlier that parents were like, I'm done. Well, my parents were a lot older. They had me in their older age, um, you know, 40, late 40s, 50s. And um, so I was like the pampered prince, you know, Jimmy that, that needed to eat first. Jimmy needed to practice the piano. My brothers and sisters, and I didn't realize how bad it was because I was in it. Yeah. But my brothers and sisters, like, we thought you were going to turn out to be this rotten. I probably would have beat you up as a sibling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure my older siblings probably wanted to. Yeah. I mean, it was their way of showing love. um, But I mean, it was it was way overboard um, to the point that. Um, when I went out in the world and people were not, I wasn't the center of everybody's attention. I was confused. <laughs> so, like, of course you would be. Why, why aren't I getting this royal treatment? <laughs> Where's the red carpet? <laughs> at school, at church, you know, what? And so, you know, and that was my challenge. And, and, and I think that contributed to me wanting to pass on some of that, you know. Um, Specialness. You know, spoil, specialness, uh, fluffiness, if you will, mm-hmm. to my children. Yeah. In a way. Well, and not wanting to rock the boat with anybody, you also, I may be overstepping here, but do, do you think that you tried to overcompensate for the other parents' method? Yeah, I, I think that was probably part of it. Is, um, That's probably common, you know, too. And also just my people-pleasing skills were at an all-time high. Gotcha. You know, not only as a parent, but everywhere. Yeah. I just didn't want to rock the boat. And so I think a lot of times as a parent, we don't want to discipline because we don't want to see our kids in mm-hmm. pain or cry. But we're really, again, doing them a disservice by just, you know, okay, I don't want to... That's, that's too hard of a conversation to have. Or I don't think I should, you know, keep this grounding for a week. I'm going to go ahead and cave. Yeah. You know, or those kind of things. Yeah. And then to add the curveball to the way, <clears throat> you know, we all grew up in not perfect households, obviously. And um, is the fact that you bring two families together after a divorce mm-hmm. um, into the same household. Um, and, you know two girls that did not grow up with each other all of a sudden found themselves as stepsisters. Right, right. And then you, yeah, you bring different parental approaches in and different history and and what they know. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we try to do right with our mixed families is keep a united front with both I think that's really, whether you got it right or wrong isn't the point. It's about staying united and right. supporting each other, not undercutting what the other parent said, right? Right, exactly. Huge. Exactly. And then one of the other challenges that I think we talked about also before that you've had experiences when the absent parent wants to step in all of a sudden yeah. and start disciplining and it and doesn't fly raising the said child. Yeah, it, it just doesn't fly. Um, it seems to me like the absent parent commonly will, um, try to overcompensate for not being there. 
And so comes in either over friendly or over tough, overly tough. And um, it leaves the children very confused. You can't not be there and not be a part of the discipline and then come in and try to discipline. They're going to be like, what? Right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, I'm not sure how to get around that one other than really communicating and keeping that absent parent a part of the accolades and the punishments you have, if you will, right? Right. Unfortunately, we didn't have the situation where, you know, there's some families that have, you know, equal 50-50 time. So then yeah. you have a child bouncing between two households with two different standards. I can only imagine. That, that would even be a whole nother wrench. That, yeah, that we didn't have to deal with. But yeah. it's, you know, it it all comes back to, and, and to me, I think our ultimately our job as a parent is to give the children the opportunity even with all our mistakes and everything that we're trying to do, whether we're trying to be too fluffy or, or trying to be tough, <clears throat> we're, we're, our job as a parent is to give them the tools to be successful in their own relationships in life. Right. And it really, exactly. It's about building them up and really kind of giving them the room to make mistakes. Because sometimes, I, I can tell you there were times, many times, that I saw either one of our girls kind of taking a misstep and it was like, I wanna kinda overcorrect for them, but I think it takes more strength for, on the parent side to step back and say, okay, I'm here when you need me. Right. And just let them make their mistakes, gently try to guide, but then step back. Um, I don't know if we got that one right, but boy, we tried. Well, on another, I think, key, even though this isn't how to be a good parent, um, although it's the struggle that we all have, I think another thing I'm that just we talking about it, we, yeah, yeah, the the thing that we I believe <clears throat> did fairly fairly well with the two girls. Fair. You're having a hard time even I, saying it. <laughs> fairly fair fair. I mean, like fairy. Um, again, no editing. Is we um, told them, look, you can come to us if. You know, you've made oh. a mistake. Oh, yeah. If they were out some night and found themselves right. in a bad situation. Yeah. This was something I implemented with the boys when they were younger. Yeah, in, in your previous mm -hmm. marriage. And yes. I always stuck by it is that if, if the children ever found themselves in a situation at a party or out someplace, no matter what, any time of day or night, they could call me. And their code word was, Mom, I, I need your help. Mom, I'm in trouble. Something like that. We'd come up with it. And that way they wouldn't have to explain it in front of friends. And I would come get them. Nobody would be in trouble. Right. Even if they were somewhere they, you know, didn't tell us or they were, you know, yeah. drinking or, or what have you. The worst. Um, we... And we had the experience, uh, without getting into specific, specifics, of the girls coming to us when they needed us. Yes. And I think and that, it worked. Yes. It did work. Instead of this, like, you can't make mistakes bubble and yeah. uh, you will be punished all the time. Um, so allowing that openness and With, being open. Yeah. Knowing that, too, I, 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 and this is what I told them, what we told them was that I would much rather 
you were safe and that you knew you had somebody to call than to find yourself in that position. Because that's a scary thing for any parent and child, especially the child, right? <laughs> right. And so that openness, I think, and honesty for all the mistakes that were made with fluff and tough allowed us to be there at a moment that they really needed us instead yeah. of them being too scared to reach out or too, you know, Fear too, of repercussion. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so in that case, I think, erring on the side of fluff love... That's okay. ...is yeah. actually okay. So it's not that it's either one or the other. I think you really have to... And that's why it's so hard it's to get dance, it right. It's right? There's so many shades of, of, of gray to this that there isn't one formula. Because yeah. each child is so different. That one child may need a whole lot more tough love. And That's exactly what I was saying earlier. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, each person's going to be different. And I think it is a dance between the two. Um, for anybody, right? Yeah, it really is. And, and we'll talk about it in another episode, you know, because our children have grown and they're out of the house. So I think as parents, what do you do with grown children and how do you handle that? That's and, a whole different and we, story. Yeah, we could yeah. launch into that, but that'll be uh, another episode in the future. Yeah. Um, and I gotta say, in spite of in spite of us <laughs> and the mistakes that we made, I think all of our kids have turned out great. You know, all our kids are adults now, and they're all at different stages. But I th- I'm proud of them. And, you know, when they have struggles and, you know, some of them are still working through their education, some of them are working through relationships, um, you, again, everything that you've tried to do right or wrong Mm -hmm. um, is you have to step back and and just wish them well. We don't get to claim credit or blame, really. I mean, it's just more about kind of navigating it and celebrating with them when they do when they succeed right 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 and keeping those connections open yeah but um to end the segment we found a (laughs) quote that we really liked about tough love versus fluff love in a mixed family and it is this no relationship is all sunshine but (laughs) families can share one umbrella and survive the storm together i love that that's really cool yeah. I like the descriptive ones. Right. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, did we have some storms. Yeah, we did. You know, and mm-hmm. and and that's the bottom line is that if they know when the t- going gets really, really tough, they can be under that umbrella yeah. with you. I know I caused a few storms of my own at that age, you know, growing up. So I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> yes, I think we all yeah. um, see that in our children. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, excellent. So, um, Sandyism time. Yes. So, like he I, doesn't tell me these ahead of time. So. I, yes, I like to <laughs> surprise her, even though, um, you know, we've gone through like almost I think seventeen Sandyisms. Like I'm running out, but I've got a I've got a few more in the back pocket. Here. Okay. Um, Bring it on. So this one is when you're describing yourself as you know, I'm no idiot. I can rub two brain cells together. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think I can rub two brain cells together. Create uh, heat. Yeah. <laughs> I find that interesting and descriptive as your nursing background. I didn't realize that you have to rub brain cells yeah. together. Yeah. They... 
So that that's something that I didn't mm -hmm. learn in anatomy. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, well, you didn't go to my school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we are learning the Sandy School of Sandyism. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Fact, it's I, basically what I'm saying is, you know, the synapses aren't firing. You know, when yeah. Yes, as she gets into the medical explanation. Anyway. I'm trying to rub two brain cells together to get that. <laughs> Gotta create heat. Come on now. <laughs> so our Sandyism for the week. Um, but we'd like to thank you again for joining us for this episode. Thank um, you. Just as a reminder, we are now on Twitter. Um, Soren Pear. We are now on Instagram. Facebook still. And don't forget Sandy's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, you can email us. And please subscribe on YouTube, our YouTube channel or our podcast apps yes and we're always open to comments so thank you um yeah please leave comments oh and by the way from our garden oh yes flowers from our garden our flower garden yes. if you've been following us but don't forget on our podcast land and we really appreciate our podcast listeners who don't see us because remember you can see our faces on youtube or hear our voices on podcasts so that would be um, the Google Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Radio Public, Stitcher, CastBox, and the podcast app, and Overcast. It always makes me giggle. That long, that line is long. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's gonna have it written on his hand one of these days. <laughs> it's just so hard to keep. And there could be other podcast apps out there, but always look for Soren Pair, the two shadows, kissing. Yes. So again, have a wonderful week. Thank you, thank you, and we'll catch you next time. Good talking to you. Bye.